Oh, right. Um, that's really good. I got I got the recording starting right when you did that sigh. Very pro. That exact that exact second. It's forty question mark. I can't remember what episode it is. I I, I update the episode number from whatever oh. the previous post was. Okay. Well, that's some, one way of keeping track of it. Yeah, really, we should do we should do like multiple of the same number just to confuse uh, the algorithm. I'm pretty sure I have accidentally done that. I mean, it's not it's not quite as chaotic a numbering system as we used to use, but like I definitely have done it so that I'd like, or like at least, and one of the files because I I I I've been following the file naming format. Mem has S O five E. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. O or O O whatever, and I think for one of them I didn't. I dropped the O five or something like that. So I was like, there was definitely some sort of like. There's one of them that's like at the bottom of the list rather than like mm. relative to where it should be um, because I, I fucked up the numbering. So there's, there's, there's mild chaos going on. Well, that's good. You, you want to keep it at a kind of bearable, reasonable level, yeah, but it has to be there. Mild mild chaos is what we mm. what we strive for. So how, how have you been doing, Adam? How have you been, been doing this really week? I've been really well. I've had it's a, November. I've had a, I was going to say yeah. it's October week, but it's November yeah. now. Yeah, this... It's very November. Yeah, no. This this is this whole week's been. This is the this is the week of November, the first full November week. Yeah, I guess I I had. Did we do an episode last week? We didn't, right? No. Yeah, so that week was bad because CM got in a car crash. Yeah. Fun, but you know, no permanent damage. You know, at some point, presumably the insurance people will be asking for some money, but you know, whatever, can't help that. She can move her arms now. She can she can move her arms above. So like that week was basically like. I was working from home because she was like couldn't move her arms above her like shoulder level. Mm. I mean, couldn't move them very high at all for for, for a bit before that. But then this week, it's like she's been feeling better, not fully better, you know, getting better. I passed my driving test on Monday. Congratulations! Um, thank you. Uh, That's I, the I, official I, congratulations I'm on the podcast. Thank you. Uh, I am. I, I've now set off for an updated version of my driving license, so I don't look fucking twelve in it anymore. So that'll be that'll be nice. <laughs> um, I, By that you mean you now have a beard? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not super different, but you know, I do. I do. I do have a beard. And I have like slightly better hair. My one on my provisional driving license, like, looks. It's one. Of, it's probably the only like you know photo like that, like mm. passport style photo I've ever had that doesn't look terrible, mm. and. I think it's just because, like, when the way they print it onto those cards using some kind of thermal thing, yeah, yeah. it's so like low it quality that it, yeah, it literally just looks like well, it looks like some fucking um, Oprah Din shit. Yeah, well, right? so, well, yeah, CM's one was like we, we were just like this looks like a fucking Rorschach blot test of your face. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's like it, nothing really bad can come through because it flattens all of the. We, it just creates a kind of Macintosh portrait yeah. version of you, um, and I'm I'm loath to to update it. I think it technically runs out. I don't. Maybe it's already run out. Yeah, they do. I think they, they last, ten, they years. last ten years. Yeah, yeah right. so mine's run out now, quite a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's run out several years during the pandemic. But you know, if you when when you get ID'd in the supermarket, I don't think they're looking at the expiry date. There probably will be someone, some real jobs worth yeah. it. You know, because occasionally you go to some, you go to like a uh, like a corner you know like, you know, like a convenience store but like yeah. a chain one yeah. and then there's someone there that's like literally like 17 themselves and yeah. so they don't want to do any they don't want to do anything wrong and so they they're going to check everything right like i remember one time what was it something i think it was at the co-op there was somebody that was just like clearly just didn't know what they were doing it was clearly like their first day there and like every single thing they were doing they were like putting through oh there's also someone else actually at the co-op who's like 
it was very funny because it was the first time I, I saw them working there and they're like American oh, and they were doing American customer service to all the people coming into the co-op <laughs> and, it, and it was like it was un- unusual actually because there was actually someone else on the tills sure, other than yeah. the one person and she was just like being incredible the person next to her was just like a normal British person yeah. that you'd see in a normal British shop and she was just like thank you have a good day have a great day kind of stuff and it was very very strange and what's weird is like I think she's still working there and occasionally like she's there and she'll just be like walking past in the store she walked past Kat the other day and was like that's a great jacket thank amazing jacket kind of thing which is again that's not the co-op mood that's astonishing but it really in a way I appreciate it I enjoy it because it's interesting and also it makes you appreciate the co-op mood where people don't talk about your jacket (laughs) so that's uh yeah, no, definitely. I know it, it, it's one of those it's one of those strange things for people who are like not constitutionally unseated, but like you know people whose vibe is not the that the prevailing vibe of the uh, of the environment, and they're just like yeah, you know, either you like you you tone it down or you go the other way and you just like really lean into yeah, it. you just become just like, you become yeah. like I guess if you're sufficiently different that you can't fit into the culture, then you have to almost lean into it, don't yeah. you? Um, no, what were we talking about? Uh, big big week, mm. the. Um, I haven't got any cards today either, because sure. I just thought I can't. I can't think of any cards, so I didn't yeah. do any. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that I'm like not yeah. bothering, but it's no. more that I've I've tried to develop something recently in my life where, uh, when I was about fifteen, I think, maybe it was, maybe it was sixteen, fifteen or sixteen. It was it was like whenever I started sixth form college, right? I remember I had to get to college and. I had to run for a bus because the bus was 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 early or I was going to miss it. I was going to get to college late. And I suddenly decided, well, I'm not at high school anymore, yeah. right? I'm not at secondary school. I'm at yeah. college. I'm at sixth form yeah. college now. I'm I'm, fifth, I'm 16, whatever age you are. And therefore, um, I'm not going to run for it because I'm too cool for that now. Yeah. I'm not just, I'm not like some kid that's running yeah. for a bus. Yeah. And on, on principle that I wasn't going to have to, and if I was late, it was it was because I adopted this kind of moral principle that I wasn't going to do that because and it wasn't the idea that I didn't want to have exercise yeah. it was the idea that I didn't want to have to do something that to me actually was really unnecessary and I had to put my yeah. foot down on on the issue right and in a kind of not that wait, kind of way it did not yeah and I, it's taken me another yeah exactly not putting a foot in front of the <laughs> other right and uh, it's taken me another what uh, 15 years yeah. to realize that I can actually extend that in general to my life and to, sure. yeah, yeah. And, and to it, just, just say oh well uh, there's something I, I meant to do really but I can just decide to not do it today because I'm not going to do that today sometimes, so that's why I haven't done sometimes you don't have to is a good principle yeah like, you know, I, was, I, was, I was like because if there's something that one is supposed to do but then you don't do it yeah and then it's all it's fine yeah Normally, you you learn the lesson that you can get away with not doing it, but I don't think I learned that lesson. I feel whenever I it gets to the podcast and we start doing the podcast, I'm like, I'm really sorry, Adam. I haven't got any cards. Yeah. We're just not going to be able to talk about any old bullshit for two hours because we've yeah. never been able to do that before, you know. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> it, 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 the cards have facilitates that. So, in the absence of them, that's not. Be yeah, the cards are really very crucial to to controlling yeah. what it is we talk about it's, and making sure we stay yeah, on track. It's, it's very interesting though because sort of this this like sort of. Um, I guess volitional approach to be like you know I don't want to or I you know you have to assert your free yeah, will because it, it's it's something that I think is very difficult and it's 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 it plays into something that I feel like I identified about the way that I was a while ago where I realised that a lot of the stuff that I'd done in my life or a lot of things that I did mm. were not things that I did because like I wanted to or because I had to I mean even if I did have to I. I did them because they were the thing 
to do, if you see what I mean. There was yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing... Uh, a, like you go to school, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you don't to, miss yeah, the bus exactly. because you, you need to, to go to school because you need to, you need to, to get school. a degree, blah, blah, blah. There was a, there was a thing that, that uh, uh, some, someone was talking to some nuns about something or whatever, and the, the, one of the senior nuns said something about, like, you know, why do we... We're in stereo now, yeah. by the way. I forgot oh, to do yeah. that. That was something that I did want to yeah. do. Yeah, sorry, yeah, no, That's fine. You know, you know, you want to do the stereo. I mean, you know, people like the stereo. Yeah, yeah. The, one of the but they can they can feel the benefit now that they've had absolutely. a few mono minutes. They've yeah. had uh, eight mono minutes, and now we're on to eight mono minutes. The following, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, carry on. No, that's fine. The, the, In stereo, um, there was a, a, a senior nun who said something defective, like we pray because when the bell rings, not because like it's a reminder to. Do no, the bell the bell functions as a reminder to? Mm. I mean, this is literally yeah, powerful yeah, yeah, in exactly. this case. <laughs> it, like, because we, we we pray because the bell rings, right? Like, mm. and not even just in an operant condition anyway, but more like you know because that is the the way that the rhythm of the day has been decreed and established, and that's the way we do it. Mm. Mm. And like, I do think that this sort of like thinking about how you move through life as a series of decisions, like you know, you might have been told at some point by somebody or other. I know I have been that like you know you could always just choose not to do X. Yeah. Like you 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 don't really think of it as a serious point at the time, but really all that you you know you you could choose not to do X, go into work, go into school, whatever, and like you'd have there be consequences, but you could do it. What you it creates yeah. more unknowns. Like, yeah. That's the problem, yeah. right? It's what you what you have is a you know a, either a, a fear of unknowns or a fear of unknown consequences or a fear of perhaps known consequences in some cases or trying or like, to minimize free energy or yeah, whatever yeah. The, well, no, those it's, 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 a, yeah. it's a it's an odd model but i think it's one that does sort of mm. you know there's, there's something to recommend it certainly um and much like the model suggests you know i'd probably be all right if i was just like able to sit in a dark room all the yeah um yeah we've well, got yeah. a really bad headache it's yeah, really yeah, nice you know. it's, it's a useful model but like yeah. the the sort of the feeling of um moving from sort of i'm doing the thing because i'm the, this is the thing that i do and i'm that is the thing that i do because i'm doing the thing you know that's sort of like yeah yeah kind of go nowhere like self-justify not self-justify but like you know the the no no no, no real like reason just be, it's the thing that i do kind of model is really like it really gets inside your head in a funny in a in a, in a, in a funny way like well, it, it, it's not so much that it gets inside your head it's that like it is something that is very difficult to see out of until you've somehow found a moment well if you think about it as in in, if you just turn the whole thing on itself like and think of it as like the prediction model right is that you do the thing because you predict you're going to do it so if you if you imagine that your brain is trying to do things because they're predicted to be to happen and you're in a sense it's like whether you're going to update your internal model of the world to make the prediction fit reality or more likely you're going to do the thing because that's the thing that i think if you learn that by doing the thing you can make reality more predictable then you do the thing that's the main thing you're trying to do there right whether that's what you're on on a like ego level trying to that's what your brain's trying to do it's trying to make reality match the prediction so if you predict that you're going to get up at the same time it probably does as i say go go down to the level of like if i don't set an alarm i just wake up at the same time or i'll wake up 10 minutes before the alarm because that will in some ways is on on like a brainstem level is minimizing the prediction error of what time i'm going to wake up or something right and I think the the thing about that is like it then does become as you say like a the bell rings but the bell ringing is more like a signal for to help us predict what we're going to yeah. be doing next because we're going to be doing it anyway and if the bell happens to not ring that day then it creates a feeling of unease you know that's why um 
I think seasons are an interesting one like this, or like the rhythm of like the year, or the rhythm of the um, the rhythm of the week, or the, these kind of like rhythms that you talk about, right? Because you do notice that kind of thing where around this time of year, I guess we've gone past it now, right? We've gone past the equinox now. I assume must be in October, mustn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, but I think it's the. Because yeah, the, the equinox is the point where the, yeah. the the change in number of daylight hours is the greatest, right? It's the it's the mm-hmm. if you do the derivative of, of yeah, daylight it's, hours, it's, it's the, the it's, it's, yeah, point, it's the yeah. steepest point, right? And that is always a weird time of year for me, like that autumnal kind of thing creates a feeling of motion, and the same in the spring, right? Spring and autumn create this feeling of motion because you're on the either the up or down of the of the sine wave, and. I think that as a kind of like a rhythmic thing exists because it's a prediction error that's going on where it's the time where the kind of feeling of what it feels like each day in like a basic atmospheric and, you know, level of atmosphere and luminosity is like changing the most in the year. And that's why people, I think, often get like new projects and new ideas and new things around in the spring and the like autumn. It's a time of motion, not a time yeah. of like sort of stasis. Because, yeah. People don't create yeah. new things in the in the summer and the winter. It's the spring and the autumn, right? Yeah. And, and also it's, you know, perhaps why it's like difficult once you hit January to stick by stuff because you're still in mm. that sort of stasis period. You're only about to start to tip over into the sort of the fast transition bit. Yeah. It doesn't come for another few months. Well, maybe the idea is that if you get going by then through a kind of artificial manner of committing to something, then by the time you've got to spring and whatever changes you're trying to make will then be, when they start to wear off, they'll then get another little boost. I don't know if it actually works. Yeah, but it seems like it should. Because like, I think a lot of people maybe don't see that sort of, don't think about the transitions in that way, because it's like, unless you're looking at the diagram of like, Mm. sort of, of, uh, time you know sunset and sunrise time as i love to do yeah then you don't see the sort of like the, the dramatic change in you know sort of um derivative of the curve or whatever that you, you could think of it as you know it's not a linear thing clearly because it's like the night's drawing is a thing that happens right There's yeah a point where it's like it goes you know you get that very you know as we're, we're in it right now the acceleration of the acceleration towards the short day and then it just sort of levels off and then it gets a little bit shorter and then you have the the sort of the slip back into, you know, a, a, the the days get faster quickly, and of course you've got the you know the change where it's like it got you the gear shift of um, daylight saving time changing, yeah. So you 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 move into early evenings much quicker mm. as well, um, and you know it's it's yeah. I well, don't... me and Kat had the thing where we went for brunch the other week, and then of course we went at our normal time. Yeah. But it was as busy as it would be if it was an hour later. Yeah. And we're like, what's going on? It's ten thirty, but it feels like it's eleven thirty here. Mm. And of course your stomach doesn't care. Yeah. So everyone's showing up there like I've got an eleven thirty stomach. Yeah. But it's actually ten thirty. Was... And we're like, Well, it's always really like there's always a table at ten thirty. Yeah. Eleven thirty. Really you know? interesting thing I remember reading something about that, which is like that it I can't remember the the exact details of this, but it was something about like someone who was basically had like sort of very like really real difficulty with sleep mm. and they were like trying to work out what it was and one of the things they realized is that daylight savings really threw them off like mm. it took them almost to the point of you know almost like the whole six months to readjust you know, readjust themselves back mm. and i guess some people have more like sort of 
Yeah, probably there's probably like people that don't get affected by jet yeah. lag at all and they yeah. can just do whatever. And then on the other end of the bell curve, there's people that take some six months to, yeah, exactly. to make up an hour, right? Because it's like, it's, it's, it is, but like, it, I think for most people, there is a degree of like significant, like sort of mm. change. And it's, it does take a bit longer to recover from than, than I think is, is, is most people like account for. Like it does fuck with your sleep a bit. Yeah. Um, just having to do that. I mean, we kind of got around that because I think the Halloween party was that night. So we were just like... Go to bed a bit later anyway. Yeah, I think we know. went to bed like right before the clock. Yeah. Well, no, because it, it, at two it goes back to one in that yeah. case. Whereas when it goes forward, it's weird because it gets to one and then it jumps forward. Yeah. And that's more noticeable because you're more likely to be up at one than you are at two. Yeah. So, but I think, yeah, it is like a the, the rhythm of, of what goes on during the year and the rhythm of what goes on the, uh, during the... I, I guess there are some, sort of like monthly rhythms, but like, you know, it's like... The weekly rhythm, I think, is the main one. Mm. That's, but, I think, the main rhythm of life, of, other than the daily rhythm, months right? And, the... and quarters feel more because, like, they're more tied to yeah, like the or, sorry, weeks and quarters, rather. Like months are a sort of months usually end weird. in a different way to how yeah. they begin. Like the beginning of September and the end of September yeah. are very different. It doesn't really cycle back in that same and way, then, right? Yeah, they're, they're not cyclical. They're not even either. You know, no, like sort of different. And because I, I, I think about this quite a lot, which is like how to regularize you know various things in my in my life whatever if that's even you're going to switch to a week-based calendar yeah but like that's something that there isn't isn't there like an iso standard or a there's some um i think a lot of like uh eastern like companies like in the far east use like week-based calendars because that's like your production-based thing i remember having to look at this for something quotas and things historically weekly and it's 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 weird because that yeah, it's like there there was there were the rules about when it counts the first week as being and whether or not it's like there's a week fifty three sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you you've sort of got this weird thing where it's like weeks feel like kind of natural and you know the sort of seasons which are roughly quarterly feel kind of natural, but like months of this sort of other imposition on top of the thing where it's like you don't they're not they're not cyclical in the same way they're varying lengths which means they're not like really predictable and stuff like that this isn't just going to be me talking about how great the french revolutionary calendar is again but like was that 13 months and then like another leap day yeah no or something it was it was that there were i think 13 28 days yeah yeah months 28 is good days at the end yeah for yeah i think you get a leap day in that every every so often or whatever but like it's it's quite you know eight day weeks and stuff like that like it's just a lot more regular you know it's the one bit of metric metricization metric, mm. you know that i guess people just don't like 13 months they don't like the idea it of it a bit weird no I, I just like the idea of um, what was it? Because people, three hundred and sixty is a really good number, and the fact that the year is really close to three—well, yeah. it's not that. It's fairly close to three hundred and sixty days, right? People really like the idea of three hundred and sixty because it's one of those like, yeah. you know, multiple of twelve and all that sort of stuff, right? But like, there, there, there have been calendars that use a three hundred and sixty day year, I'm sure, and then they have like an extra month every now and again. Well, like a leap month every yeah That's yeah. Pretty like I'm pretty sure that was one, and and but the problem with that is it does just make things like the solstices and stuff kind of go out yeah after a while. But then if you untether them from the actual thing, I think one of the things about the about the um the thirteenth month idea was that you'd it'd have a problem with Christmas or something because Christmas wouldn't be. Wouldn't be the same. Sure. I think was that what it? I'm trying to think of it whether that's actually how it'd work. Well, I mean, the, I, it's one of those things where, like, for the French, for the like, for the you know Jacobins or whoever the fuck it was, it might not have been a pressing concern because they did try to get rid of, um, try to have that cult of the supreme being thing for a while. But yeah, like, you've got. The, but presumably, you can put your like little four little festive days. Right. Yeah, you can just have 
you know, you just find whatever the equivalent sort of festival in whatever religion you want and you just put it there. Yeah. You know. And then... I, 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 I just I like the neatness of it. There's something about it that I find satisfying. I just want it to be neat and not messy. But the trouble mm. is, it's one of those things where it's like, well, the world, the way the world moves through the through space doesn't allow for things to be quite as mm. neat as we'd like well it's not um, an integer number of days yeah. per year of course Just that's really that's cool. the issue if you want to do a, if we want to do some sort of geoengineering i think something which like you know i wonder what, how much energy it would take to just remove leap days because we've got a, it's a quarter of a day extra yeah. per well, it's just under a quarter of a day or something but so how do you remove a quarter of a day because this is the issue you, I think it might be easier to actually make the day a different length than it would be to make the year a different yeah, length, it yeah. seems to me. So if you could... Because you can do that with earthquakes, I think. You can take a few milliseconds off. Sure. So maybe if we sort of just drill to the core of the Earth and put some hydrogen bombs in sure. on one that side... That every problem, I think. On one, yeah. yeah. What if we did it on... If we, if we like, every day at the same time yeah. just blew up a load of hydrogen bombs, it would be like when, when there's a swing and you're trying to get a resonance to it and it makes it... You know, I remember I was I was reading in a in a, a group chat that I'm in for like for for, for work. Someone was talking about how um, there there was a, some provision about like making those GDPR cookie banners less annoying in the king's speech, and someone was saying like it's going to happen in more places. People are going to get people are get you know the, the politicians are going to feel the pressure from the people to get sick of them. And like the idea to me of like hydrogen bombing the core of the earth to satisfy our like vague annoyance about leap days. <laughs> this person's idea that like an active issue for the kind of people who complain to politicians about things is yeah. cookie banners. People really care about like cookie banners, but they also really care about weights and measures. Yeah. So if if it if there would be like some kind of situation where we go to the metric system but then you know, the SAS crew end up in the, you know, French Academy of Sciences and, like, steal the platinum uh, cylinder yeah. and, and shave a little bit off to make it closer to, you know. <laughs> that kind of thing is the kind yeah. of thing which potentially could happen. I, I like the idea of that sort of Because there's, there's a kind of yeah. religiosity to, like, how you measure things, right? Yeah. There's a, like a... Because it, it basically is your, your, your value system in a way, right? In a, in a physical sense. Yeah. It's almost like there's there's that sort of you know the, the sort of um, there's like probably a Borges short story in this or something like that. Mm. You know, you've got like the people are adjusting what the 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 real thing is, and you know, but like it sort of creates some like weird tulpa like you know sort of mm. instantiation in the real world or whatever. And like you know, there's some fi- some force that's like the uh, you know that the, the accumulated all the accumulated like lost. Uh, you know, distance and time and mass or whatever. <laughs> it's like, the, you know, all, all of the stuff that would have been... Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, I like thinking about how you can fuck with the systems by means of, like, you know, the fucking with the yardsticks that they use. Well, it's a little bit like, sort of, it's like Roll Dolls. Is it the, the twits? Where you, you have the little... Yeah. But wasn't it, like, also, like, adding a little bit on? Yes, always, I think they added stuff onto the chairs. Yeah, the chair Because it was, like, little little discs, yeah. little yeah, they, little pucks yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of things so that Which she is, thought she was yeah, getting smaller. That's really good shit. Like, that's that's how I learned about gaslighting. Yeah, I was going to say... But except, because it was Roll Doll, it was presenting a kind of, like, secretly, like, isn't this, like, a little bit epic of an idea? Well, the the, the the role doll thing of just like you know, if you're a prick, it's kind of you're kind of fair game, mm. kind of like yeah, you, know, you can you can you get what's coming to yeah, you. If you know. you're if you're like the kind of good noble virtuous kid, but if you're like you know kind of annoying or God forbid fat, 
you know, mm. like we're coming for you. You know, the the, the 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 moral arc of the universe bends towards those kids getting fucking drowned in chocolate. I mean, that's, that's sort of like the that's basically the the uh, what do you call it British children's literature morality, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, you yeah. see, it's where Rowling got it from, yeah. clearly, right? Well, it was, that was it was that. What's that? Is, is it? Um... Hilaire Belloc or someone like that wrote that uh, the thing that was like um, those those children's stories it was like you know William who nagged his mother too much and got eaten by a bear or some shit <laughs> <laughs> that's also funny you know that's good yeah. stuff like but, um, cautionary tales for gruesome kids. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That, it's that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's sort of gone away a bit. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it hasn't gone away. Maybe it's still really popular. But when we were kids, there was a lot of um, that kind of well, horrible history. Yeah, that was the, that was in the same sort the of thing that people I think misunderstood about horror. There's this thing is the idea that think kids like things that are like quote unquote disgusting, which I guess they kind of do, but not. Every I mean, children are quite sort of scatological, yeah. aren't they? They yeah. like to hear about like what toilet yeah. did they use in this exactly. period of history. Yeah, yeah. Like every single horrible histories book it's yeah. got like well this is about yeah. if you want to know about the toilets what from section? any any yeah. century you can find a toilet you yeah, know the adults though always seem a little bit like loath to because like that, that's sort of a little bit easier for them to do but they also seem to they don't they seem to like the reason that people like Roald Dahl and stuff is basically because he was like happy to allow kids to indulge their like innate sadism cruelty. yeah 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 because that's like the other thing about kids is Pick, they like, want to push the limits like, like, <laughs> well, if they can they can yeah. push the limit right they're just like the funniest thing in the world to you is like I don't know I remember being like a teenager and getting like a Motorola Razor or whatever and people like bluetoothing videos around hmm. and there being this one <laughs> the title with some happy slapping being, yeah it was called Turkish Violence goodness knows <laughs> and it was it was like a bunch of people just like fucking you know just walking up behind their mates and just fucking slapping them around the head or at one point almost pushing them off what looked like quite a high cliff ledge was it in or Turkey like, or was it one of those things where like, it gets so called Turkish the people were you know not like of, of a darker complexion than us fucking my only way of telling if something is filmed in Turkey, Turkey is they just are there loads of street cats in the background and it's probably in Turkey yeah. you know? I don't think you could really like judge from the video i mean maybe you could i don't think i could judge from the video 3gp just, yeah. format video i think that was the extent dot yeah. 3gp was the the thing yeah. at the time it was but like that sort of thing was the most hilarious thing in the world and mm. like you know i watched it back a little while ago it's still quite funny uh like because it's basically it's, it's, you've been framed it right you know it's yeah like physical violence that was i yeah that was it, it's interesting in that it, it's sort of it's not that the internet isn't like that anymore yeah. because it is but it's almost that's almost it's kind of foundational earthy mm. That's the earthy originating substance that has fertilized the world of TikTok 20 years later, right? Like, there's this kind of like, um, I mean, this is basically, it's all in like Nathan Barley, right? That's like the the Nathan Barley character basically just like, um, what's his name? What's the name of that guy that's in James Bond now? You know, oh, um, you know the guy. I mean, uh, oh, I always remember his he, he's, Siri. The British Siri sounds like him. Oh, um, you know the guy I'm thinking of. I think so. I can't fucking remember. Anyway, yeah. the, the guy that's played by him sure. um, is just constantly getting electrocuted with a car battery and things, and then he's put Nathan Barley is putting on his website, right? Yeah. But that was basically the internet in 2004, yeah. or 2003, or whenever the, whenever it came out, right? Like that that kind of. Um, it being about pranks, but also it being a kind of like anarchic jackass thing where a slapstick. But in a way, you can kind of see that whenever there's a new medium, that's kind of where it goes. Like if you look at like early uh, silent films, they have that same slapstick kind of yeah, sensibility yeah. where if the if you don't have that much 
uh, knowledge of the medium because you're not, you're not like pre-literate yeah. in what the medium is doing. Yeah. The most obvious thing you're going to do with that medium is a kind of like yeah. guy so gets yeah, hit. Someone gets like hit with something and it pulls Man hit and groin by football or whatever, yeah. right? And because that, I guess, is the easiest kind of lowest resolution but also relatable on a human level in that it doesn't involve personalities. It doesn't involve complicated story motivations or plot machinations. It doesn't really involve the, backstory the, or, or like, world building. It, was, it, it involves, the, uh, the, you're uh, seeing a person so you can relate to them, but it's very physical, right? Man versus world, man versus man, man versus football. Is the <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, because probably whenever you do see a new... Thi- this is also that, as you say, like that when you're talking about like things that were like the... You know, progenitors of their of their medium, right? This is why everyone always talks about like porn being the first thing that a medium is used for, yeah. because it's effectively the same thing. Yeah, except, yeah, yeah. you know, like very base level violence that involves seeing a person and seeing them attacked or whatever. Yeah. It's it's the same kind of level of like lizard brain seeing a thing, and then that appeals to you because it's some you're it's hardwired in the yeah. in the in the whatever. And that I think is like. I'm always wondering, like, what is going to be the new medium and how will that affect it, right? How will man getting hit in groin or, you know, something else happening to a man's yeah. groin be be uh, be represented in whatever the new thing that comes along in 10 years is, right? Because that's always what the first thing is. And it's also, as I say, like, the thing that creates the original conditions that allow media to even exist in that format, right? Yeah. Well, it's like, I guess a lot of the, a lot of the stuff there is, like, because everything at this point is basically just like the same. It's just like different slices of the same thing. Mm. Like you know, Vine was like short. Vine was TikTok, TikTok, but a different like aspect ratio. Videos, yeah. You know, which are all basically like the same thing. But it's like you you have this thing where it like they attach themselves. You know, the sort of the the, the stuff attaches themselves to like the influencers or whatever. Like a lot of influencers were able to come up through basically just doing like prank videos or whatever. You know, the same sort of thing. Mm. Like where you know what 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 does is 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 there some like next level of this stuff? Like, do you do you like shift? Gears I my, like, my yeah. personally, what I think the new I've just I've literally just picked this out of the the ether, you know, pull it out of my ass, right? Same place, which is the maybe it's interactivity, maybe that's the new the new you thing. Yeah, exactly. Like the idea of like, well, we've all got like TikTok and we can see people on the internet and have a parasocial weird thing about them and whatever can happen, right? But the one thing that you don't really have easily is ability to create like curated content that appeals to very specific things, right? And a lot of people are like, well, it's going to be something where the AI modifies the thing so that it says your name or something. And that people love that because people love to hear their own name. But I actually think it's more that we're going to have like a kind of whatever that 90s interactive... A movie thing that was you know like like night trap or whatever right well, yeah. that that kind of like fmv game or interactive cd-rom movie or whatever the promise of that was that didn't really pan out i think maybe with like new abilities to manipulate media and to manipulate video and pictures and in a real-time sense might make that like a reality right in that you could if you had like a social media person that wanted to make an interactive experience for their followers, that's very, very difficult because it just involves brute force creation of, you know, or like the, the um, you know, like, you know, when you're writing interactive fiction or something and you have to just write every single potential thing. Yeah. I actually think that it probably 
people that want to make video games or they want to make interactive fiction won't actually use AI for that for that because they actually want control over everything yeah, that's going sure. on. But the idea of someone casually creating throwaway content, which is also interactive, yeah. it seems much more plausible to me because yeah. you, if you just make a you know a TikTok or a, or a post or a tweet or a video or whatever and you just put it out there, the idea that then people can kind of latch onto that and have their own experience as a result of it, you already see that on on social media you always see derivative memes and people re-recording things on tiktok or people re recreating things right and probably you can imagine that expanding into a, a situation where the number of people making something in response to a thing that they see just converges on being the same number of things right so the number of things that people are putting out there the number of reactions to those things becomes like unity yeah. you know and then you end up with a situation where it's like uh all things then just in order to like make that plausible just inherently become interactive by their nature to allow everybody to engage with everything right maybe that's sort of what's going to happen yeah i don't know what that would actually look like or why people would be into it but that's i guess the question why people would be into it is a lot of what like this stuff always comes down to right it's like yeah i I, a lot of time i feel like i find it's probably going to start out with a kind of interactive porn that's 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 what i've just realized that's probably the main thing right it's it's gonna it's gonna be an only yeah it's probably gonna be an only fans that's where the new thing's gonna start off it's gonna be like well, you don't have to watch this. You can yeah. you can actually uh, jump right into the yeah. and like like a dolphin coming out of a, a HD TV, right? You can jump right <laughs> in, and that's that's probably what it's going to be. That's uh, and then of course then everyone will pretend that it didn't start as like yeah. a porn yeah. thing. Everyone will be like, no, this is just the way that James Cameron's making his. Mo-. James Cameron will be like ninety nine years old, and he'll still be making movies, and they'll yeah. be like they'll be like that. They'll yeah. be in, you'll be able to walk into them and have a little night trap experience. It's interesting though, because like you do, it does it does obviously like you know. So you've got, in terms of, like, things where you can interact with them, like, mm. obviously you've got, like, video games or whatever, right? Yeah. But where it's, like, there's a degree to which there's already a... So when you were talking about, you know, everybody interacts with it and has a different experience and interacts with it. I remember when Skyrim came out in, what, 2011 or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, I got it and I played it and I talked to my friend who'd played it as well. And we both had basically like very different experiences of it past the first bit. It was like I went off this way and did this. He went off this way and did that. And it's you know it was very interesting to talk about because we both had different experiences. But we were fundamentally having different experiences of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So you could compare notes, right? It doesn't diverge. It because there's various points where the game will have to converge in. in You're doing the same thing because there's only so many towns, only so many characters. Yeah. It's not like you're going to just keep walking out and go past the mountains and meet some completely new generated character. Yeah, you can fight the mountain, right? Like your 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 experience, or your, your yeah, you are. <laughs> fuck's sake, you you are experiencing the same the same thing as the other person, and yeah, like even if you do wildly different things, there's still going to be a point where you're just like, oh, that guy, I murdered him, mm. but you know, it's like yeah, 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 he, you know, he's you, in my party. But whatever. you can still sever the thread of yeah, fate or whatever, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, still yeah. like there is still is a point where it like you it has to converge in some yeah. sense because the game that's a good example where the game prevents you from diverging the yeah. game experience too far because the game then stops being the game, right? Because and this is why I don't think that that kind of thing is going to get as much use in in normal video games as people think. I think the idea of a video game is going to sort of remain what it has been for 30 years probably and the kind of experience where i mean i mean i probably could call them all video games but the idea of like single player video game where there's a story and you have different options and it's curated by a series of writers and that kind of thing that i think is probably just going to keep being what it is and then these these experiences that can just completely diverge will probably be seen as a very it'll probably be seen like the way that we compare like a final fantasy 
you know, non-MMO Final Fantasy with like a, an MMO. Yeah. I was going to say a Final Fantasy with an MMO, but of course there's been at Final least Fantasy, two yeah. of them. Are there, has there been three? Uh, there's two that I can think of. Sixteen, is it? Is the other one? Or is it? Are we up uh, no, it was it was uh, eleven was the first oh, 11, MMO yeah. one. Yeah, 14 I think. Is the one that Bassie's always yeah. Playing. And then there's maybe a new one I can't remember. Ooh, fucking hell! There's um, a new Final Fantasy or a new MMO Final Fantasy. I think there's a new Final Fantasy, and it's I like a dragon one. It's like a dragon one. Oh, yeah. Um, they just keep putting out more and more, yeah. and you can't play them all every year, yeah. so the debt continues to keep. Um, hmm. but, but sadly, and I guess moratorium. It's just like I, I, I get really. I, I think I Morrowindorium. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so that's a game that everyone was the new their game, the space one. Yeah. Everyone was talking about it for two weeks, and yeah. I've never haven't heard anything about it since. I tried it. It's really until there's like a patch um, that makes it interesting. It was, so, <laughs> it was like, fine or whatever, but like I was like I was expecting it to be more than this. I was expecting Starfield. To, yeah. I was expecting yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know because I, I I got that Game Pass thing and I gave it a go and I was just like man. I preferred the like indie game where I was like building a shelter, you know, building like a sort of community in this like warehouse, you know, mm. around the warehouse or whatever to this because this is just like it's so yeah. It's, every it's, every year there's someone talking about that they've that they're still working on No Man's Sky. Every yeah. year I see like an update. It's like yeah, yeah, no, yeah. they've done some more and it's actually yeah. really good. But no, like yeah. it's gone beyond really good into yeah. an extremely good game. And I'm like, and then there's people like commenting and they're like. Yeah, the game just gets really boring around hour eighty-five, yeah. and I'm like eighty-five. Because like, <laughs> I, I, I was, it was interesting to compare it to No Man's Sky actually, because I, I started it and I was like, this feels like fucking one of these, right? It's like, oh, Bethesda came, okay, cool, right? Yeah. But like, what I was, I was really hoping that they'd finally have moved past some. Of you the start playing, and then, but like, it's midnight, and you just got finished the character creator, yeah. and you're like, right, anyway, I'll play that all, next week. And then, and then all of your like your character has that weird, like all of the characters have that like sort of stiff model movement stand up sit down bollocks it's amazing isn't it that that, that's just been since like yeah that was the thing that i remember 20 years ago i remember playing like oblivion on my friend's xbox 360 when we were like 12 or something and being like this bit's a bit ropey but like cool i can throw fireballs and it's still like that it's still fucking like that it's because it's meant Um, to be like theater of the mind right yeah basically the 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 proposition for their games is like that it's um that it's like not actually meant to be good quality like like it's not actually meant to be like yeah like it's not actually meant to have like a fidelity to it it's meant to be like a a symbolism of like this is how many wheels of cheese you've hoarded or something right push it the more in certain directions they push it the more it feels like it shouldn't be that well it's because they're going into their own uncanny valley i think you know i mean they're deep in the fucking valley now i'll tell you like you know and that game is just like uninteresting to me. Like I played it for maybe like you know a few hours, and I tried it again, and I just I don't care to go back to it. It mm. wasn't that interesting. No Man's Sky genuinely is more fun because it's like much more interesting. Just to well, because I don't think it's trying to be that realistic, game. right? No I think Man's No Man's Sky is just kind of it. It's like this, like, yeah. this like Dan Dare kind it's, of idea yeah, of, of what space is like. You just fucking like mine, you Minecraft the the the, the minerals. You fly your spaceship around, and also well, because that's of course yeah. why Minecraft is so successful yeah, because it's, yeah, yeah. it's it's as far away from realism as you can Absolutely. get, while still having all of yeah. the symbols of things that represent reality. And, you know, um, and no man's sky. Also, to the best of my recollection, anyway, there's not people talking every two seconds trying to get you to do some fucking 
quest or whatever, and mm. like where you have to talk to people, so you can't just l- listen to your podcast and tune out like you can with No Man's Sky. Mm. You know, if you want to turn off and just chill and just like, is it, No Man's Sky is a great podcast. I've not played it for a while, so maybe it's different now. But like back when I played it a little while ago, it was like great podcast game. You know, mm. whereas like Starfield is asking both too much and not enough of me. Um, there's stuff you've got to pay attention to but it's really boring yeah. but you have to listen to and, it and I think also you can't even put like, smart speed on my, my brain does this thing when I've played a game for long enough where I'm just like okay I've kind of solved this one like I've, I've seen enough of it I'm just yeah like, you know what the progression get, is going to be yeah here, you know and it's like if you're if it's like if you change the way that you do stuff even a bit like I'll go with it for a while you know like mm. and there are some, you know, purely mechanical games like you know, I've played fucking Tetris or you know, Geometry Wars or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine because that's but low like, overhead in yeah. terms of like when you boot up Tetris, you're not like right, where was I again? Let's yeah. open up the quest log, right? Yeah. Or like N plus something like where it's like you know, lots of jumping around, but like yeah, fantastic, like yeah, mechanical games. Yeah, I could play those forever and not get well, get bored in individual bits. But like if I go back to it, I'm just like, oh, this is good, you know. Yeah. Whereas with these games, it's like. I started Starfield and I was like, I have done this one before. This is fucking... I actually think it, there is like a valley well, between between like, mechanical game and, say, yeah. story game, right? Where a lot of these games... I think there was a big backlash against games as stories yeah. in like the, the noughties, the late noughties. The idea that like, oh, we're just sitting there watching cutscenes. And, and that was mainly because they were bad cutscenes and the story wasn't written very well. Yeah. And, and then you'd get to the gameplay and it would be like underwhelming because it was like yeah. they'd focused all their budget on, on story and getting all the animators to animate cutscenes rather than like animating more poses and, and attacks or something. But also they like, so the idea of like really focusing on a pared down type of game that was all about specific uh, interactions on a, on like visceral quick fire or like mechanical level right or even just on a kind of like you know th- this is going to stimulate you intellectually and it's going to give you a, a sense of of meaning through the gameplay itself or whatever that became like that was the 2010 take right and I I it was one I definitely agreed with right I was really really as a kid I kind of resented games having too much of a story and therefore that was why I was a real like half-life kind of mm. like what do you call it like uh what's it called when you're like a, a, a sort of crypto pusher you know a, a half-life maximalist <laughs> sure. you know because it was like yeah. the game all happens and it has a story but yeah. you're walking around and like you're seeing the story but you know actually yeah. there's no cutscenes yeah. and you never talk you know I was really like that but as time's gone on I think it might just be because I'm an adult now and I actually really prefer to have something which is very curated and I don't have to explore too much to enjoy. Yeah. I've kind of basically just done a flip on that in the last 10 years and now I'm like, well, if the game doesn't have like characters or a world that I find interesting or yeah. some kind of thing that nudges me forward and gives me a reason to care, then I don't. And I was seeing loads of people talking about this with like with Starfield, right? They were like, well, they just didn't successfully make me care about what I was doing. Exactly. I was just basically... Uh, they were giving me a world to make my own fun in and the world wasn't fun enough and so they needed to give me some extrinsic like you know this character you know the 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 van goes by and all the water splashes on them and you feel sorry for them and you want them to succeed they didn't do that because you've just made them yourself and they give you a basic thing but they don't quite do it and therefore you're not like oh i really want to find out what's going to happen to this guy that's had the truck splash water on him but you're not also thinking like I really want to find out what the new mechanic is because the mechanics aren't quite up to it either, right? No, it, and, and you've just got like I think I just switch off because I'm like I've done this in Fallout, like you know, and yeah. I don't really care that it's like space rather than like brown apocalypse. And, like, and it seems you know, to me like the Fallout games have better stories. 
Yeah. Maybe. I've not played one of them for a very long time. Like, I, I think... I've, I've, well, adjusted I've, for inflation, yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're grand. You know, they're, they're fine. Or they have like, stories. You know, like, I think the only things that I really, like, I really, like, glommed onto is things that I really enjoy playing recently have been, like, little indie games where it's, like, either the story is the main point and they're very, like, sort of pared down and you don't have to do too much, like, mm. actual, quote-unquote, gameplay or things where, it, like, it is mostly just, like, gameplay and the story is, like... Because like I do think yeah. there's a gulf. As I say, there's a gulf between the two things. things. Yeah. yeah. Smaller, smaller things where I'm like, I don't, I don't want to spend. Like the only exception to this so far has been Baldur's Gate, which is like polished to a fine mirror sheen. It's, how long have they been working on that for? A million years. I was going to say. Uh, but you can. The crucial thing about Baldur's Gate is you can push lads off ledges. Yeah. All I want is to create a guy who can teleport behind people. Push them off a ledge with a telekinetic blast, and then like, or Eldritch blast. Whatever the fuck it's well, it's because it's that fucking there. emergent sim yeah, kind of exactly. situation, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. Where like, I I think when people were talking about it, and they were like, "You can do this, you can do that," I was a bit like, "But can you though? Can you?" Because I hadn't really seen any gameplay footage of it, and then I saw that that video where it's like the there's a broken bridge, and you can turn one of your party into a cat, yeah, and then throw them across the bridge, and yeah. it works, right? Yeah. Because and, th- and that's like right, I, I trust the game works now, like because yeah. if the game doesn't let you do that, then as a as a basic like premise, it's broken, right? It has to be able to do that to be the game that it is, and then if it can do that and it can consistently deliver that, then it then the game works, right? Yeah, and it's the, worth the, playing, there's right? A bit, there's a bit where you're in this like you're in a an underground mushroom kingdom surround not like that uh, surrounded by like it, it, there's a guy over there and he's got a bag that mm. he needs to get and is this like fox out. and grain and the chicken so or something like, yeah. so he's surrounded with explosive mushrooms and right if you go into the proximity of the mushrooms they will explode but yeah. if you are a wizard you can cast mage or you have a wizard in your party you can cast mage hand it'll pick it up and it nice chuck it round in a, in a sequence get the bag to the guy that it's got a scroll of like misty step or teleport or something like that he'll teleport out all good you can also throw the guy a scroll if you've got one of teleport or misty step or whatever yeah. I'm sure there's a million other ways you can solve it but like yeah the emergent sim thing and I guess this is where it ties back to the IRS stuff which is like I think that that's stuff that's interesting in terms of mechanics <clears throat> like the yeah. closest thing I've seen to something like that with story that does it with stories is like um, it's not exactly like this but um, uh, Disc of Elysium has a very um, maximal approach to how that was the example I was going to use actually yeah stuff. yeah so it's like and it was basically yeah. just them ba- just grinding and writing just yeah. like they said that the, the phrase they used is usually what millions of wo- it, like, I think it isn't it over a million words or something words. yeah yeah usually you try to like limit the impact that other stuff has on the, you know your actions have on every yeah, other yeah. thing they just like let it go so yeah. and that's why the game feels so like sort of rich and stuff because it's like it's not that you can do everything the idea is to just give you the feeling that you've fallen down into a weird crack in the programming but then just keep going right that's yeah yeah. yeah. which is a very compelling idea and it's like that just doing that as a a kind of thing in and of itself because it's like worthy and people try to avoid doing it yeah it's a good reason to do it right i like i i I, the thing that you always like is the thing where you're just like oh wow how's this working oh what's this this is a thing that i didn't expect to be able to do oh i can do this oh i can keep doing this yeah oh sick which is another reason people like dark souls as well is because there's a point and that's the thing that everybody goes on about dark souls Mm. one of the things where it's like if you've got a bow and arrow you get down to this point on the on the map whatever you can fucking shoot this dragon's tail Mm. if you shoot it enough times then the dragon's tail falls off and it becomes the drake sword and the drake sword is massively overpowered for the uh, the point at which you're getting it if you're right getting, right like, the normal point in the progression yeah so you can just like go around and like just own people with this sick sword and it's like 
that's just in that you know it's sort of, yeah 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 it's yeah, sort of yeah. Like, it's but it's like almost expected like it's not yeah. exactly like it's know, like it's like a little secret like, yeah. that you can find yeah, yeah. well so i'm thinking about this i'm thinking about like what is the purpose of interactivity in a story right yeah. is it to give you a exploration of the different paths that something can take and to show you the good and the bad or yeah. is it meant to show you or or is it as you say just to give you a feeling of satisfaction that you've kind of outwitted the game's thing although it has taken into that because if you genuinely had outwitted it then it would be like it wouldn't be possible it wouldn't yeah, be an option yeah. right or it would be coded in the game in some procedural way that breaks the game and it, it makes it crash yeah exactly right, yeah. right. or right the, the other alternative is it just a because i think that what you normally see interactivity used in this kind of narrative sense is basically just to give you optional elements right because i um, I, was, I was talking to cat about this a while ago about like the the difference between the like in this sort of primordial 90s interactive sort of game thing right there's this kind of divergence that you see between like a uh the like eastern you know like the the, the eastern way of doing of doing a, a thing right <laughs> which is the eastern the and the west right the, the schism the, yeah it was like yeah, a sino soviet yeah. yeah no there was like a thing where basically like if you were doing a uh, like a visual novel right you'd end up doing this kind of structured narratively where you were doing branching paths and you were doing dialogue trees and you're doing all these options right you're doing some dating sim let's say right but it isn't really about like creating these individual options and following to their to the end it's more about giving you a series of things to explore yeah. so it isn't actually about you uh, creating a uh, like a unique perspective that travels through the game's logic and then finds its own like specific simulated result. It's actually about giving you optional paths that you can take and then you can then go back onto the main thing or you know you want to replay the game from the beginning, right? And it isn't really about actually like a strategic thing. It's it's more about gating content. Whereas the 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 Western way of doing it would be like the point and click adventure game, right? That's the, the sort of foundation of a lot of that. Well, you know, like the the text adventure game that becomes the Sierra game that becomes the point and click game, or whatever. Which then is like this situation where it's all about giving you these branching paths but are mainly there to allow you to explore to get things that you need because it will eventually converge on some gate yeah. which then you're kind of stuck and then you need to go so you're not gating content you're actually just gating progression of the game so the game tends to converge back on itself at regular intervals where you then have to yeah. you know get the you know you have to get the babel fish or you have to get the whatever it is the puzzle that you have to solve and eventually that the puzzle will be solvable due to you exploring all these additional avenues and then figuring out and then you then get to sort of play another game in repetition right so the repetition of the game like the game sort of cycle is of the the scene or the puzzle which then eventually takes you to the end whereas the idea of a a uh the visual novel style is to give a single story more or less which then is repeated in parallel rather than as a serial series of things and that is something which like you still kind of see like it's very difficult to incorporate both things into one thing most games or interactive story situations tend to either pick one or the other in terms of their structure even though they they tend to kind of be um like you know there's, there isn't actually a reason why you can't do both it's more that like if you're inspired by one you tend to do one or if you're operating on a scale that suggests that you should employ one approach like you know the same difference be- between like the way that you would structure a story in tv versus film right because of the repetition yeah, yeah, yeah. rate or something but um uh, yeah, what was the point I was trying to make with that? It was just that was an interesting discussion. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, the what were you were going to say something about was it the? Because I feel like I cut you off. The the, the interactivity on it was something to do with the interactivity in 
Disco Elysium, was it? Yeah. At that point. Um, Something, something, Disco Elysium. Yeah, so I think there was maybe... So, like, thinking about that sort of stuff, right, which is, like, the... the, 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 Whether it's gating content full stop or whether it's, like... It's like, like, yeah, is it about, like, are you playing the game for the content or are you playing the game to to win kind of thing? Yeah, because basically, I think another way you could look at that, I think, is, like, is this a... Are you gating this permanently, or mm. are you like gating this? Like, is is it or like? Are, are you making a choice, or are you just like choosing to do some stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's like you can theoretically, unless you're like, there are a few things where you know where this sort of thing interacts. Where it's like you know, if you're playing, you know, uh, like Skyrim or something like that, right? You yeah. can like go off and do. You can choose to do the Assassin's Guild quest or the Dark or whatever it's called, or you can choose to do the Wizard's Guild quest, or you can choose to use do this that and the other but like you know the story will come back if you're following the main quest at all i guess it's kind of a bit weird for this because like i don't think i've ever really got very far on the main quest in, in, in <laughs> i always just like get bored and wander off and do other shit yeah but like you know you can always go and do like you can you can come back to the main quest and then but like within the main quest there are choices where it's like you know you get this one or not like I so in this case it's almost it. like sub games yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like so it's like you're, the content that you're getting isn't just like exposition about you know you find out something yeah. about a character it's that but it's also that you get another bit of gameplay right so yeah. it's like little subversions yeah. of that gated thing. It's always it's always funny incidentally now that you, you you mentioned this like and I know it's very obvious but like what people think about playing games like playing something to finish something like you're playing it to get to the next bit to get to the next bit so that you can not have to play it anymore exactly yeah yeah so you've like cleared it off your backlog more, which is like i guess i've been trying not to think about like stuff in in, in terms of because that's sort of an, an extrinsic like, reward yeah. type of thing right in that yeah. i've done the thing now right and i can I mean, mark like, it off you know finishing something is, is a satisfying feeling and yeah like, yeah you know, sort of having had a whole experience with something is definitely i feel like that's, yeah. that's an okay thing knowing that you're getting the intended full thing and yeah. that you didn't miss anything right yeah although the, yeah. The, again didn't miss anything becomes a whole different thing exactly, when it's an optional yeah. thing because i am about, someone who 100 percent this game kind of i thing. think one of the reasons maybe that i tend to play older games is because it is more possible to get every single bit of content out yeah. of the game and when i play a more modern game i know that i'm missing stuff and i find it frustrating because yeah. i especially if it's a branching story situation where you essentially don't have access to you can't just walk up to every interactable item and click on it to see what it does for like just constantly right yeah and like i think i think there are some games so like you interesting you're talking about like visual novels or whatever you know mm. there's um like virtue's last reward those like zero mm, games. Mm, mm. they literally have a menu at the end i think where it's like you can see all of the different like timelines and like yeah and that's a very content kind of, focused yeah. thing isn't it yeah because when you were saying that that's what i was thinking i was like you know this thing just literally has a diagram that displays this to you yeah but like because if you view the idea of creating a game as as the same as creating a story or book or a movie or you know even you know any kind of thing like that if you're if you're seeing it like i'm trying to create this world i'm trying to build a world i'm trying to build a series of systems that convey an idea you know whatever it is that you're trying to do right then you can think of the game as a kind of like a a very weird interface to like an encyclopedia but like one of those it's almost on the brett victor continuum of giving someone an interactable little toy that teaches them something right if you're trying to let's say like make a game where it's about uh you know totalitarian 
you know monarchy or something and then you then you show various how that might affect people right but it's like it's like one of those museum experiences where the kid gets to experience what you know the the, the story of a the day in the life of a you know of what of a surf or well yeah no, no, I, again that because that's i mean that's it that's uh like a sort of uh lime kiln kind of base yeah. thing but so it's not as sociological but yeah. you can imagine then you, you put characters in there you you know it's uh, all like a, a renaissance fair thing right you've got that there's like a continuum between yeah. that a video game and the brett victor like learning about the motion of of balls and newtonian mechanics you've or whatever got, right um, like the assassin's creed the more recent assassin's creed games uh often have like education modes where it's like you don't yeah 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 like yeah it's like wandering around ancient egypt or you know their simulation of ancient egypt or yeah it's like i mean the scale's all fucked but like you know it's a thing the you things are there the thing you yeah go and look and it's just like you can look at the pyramids but what i mean is in a, in a sense like it, all games are a sort of a bit that even if it's a fantasy world you're trying to create a world or a, or a setting or characters or ideas and you're conveying them and you're using the game to do that and the reason that you might use a game to convey those ideas rather than just writing a book a fantasy book or writing a, doing a comic or writing you know is that it, it's almost a bit like making your own sort of you know they're like those fucking uh nintendo games that don't exist where people make wikis about them but then they but so but, but they but what they're trying to do is bring those things to life by yeah. creating media about them right they're trying which is what all media is is yeah. trying to create things bring things to life by creating media and their particular way of creating of bringing those things to life is to create an interface using media wiki yeah. that allows you to click on different items and read them at your leisure right you could think of most rpgs that have a world and a setting as, as kind of that yeah. in the but except in, it's it's more immersive to a degree but the way in which it's immersive is that you can feel like you're a person who is interacting with that world and see it from a subjective opinion rather than a distanced I'll, I'll be you honest, know it really depresses me that like the way that people choose to try and like bring things into the world and what they choose, try to choose to bring in is just like mario and sonic at the you know the fake olympic game <laughs> well, yeah it's like it's there's like, been five games yeah. that are like this but we're going to make five more that yeah. are the same but have different numbers yeah, just like imagine the control scheme for it like, yeah i don't know like, not, not to be, bear like, in so mind these are like children we'd hope some of them I don't know. Let's hope most of them. Because you know, know, I'm sure we all had that thing as a as a as a single digit age child yeah. of of you know making a game box art for yeah, a game yeah, that didn't yeah. exist making and drawing own, it with yeah. crayons. Making you know, your own Pokemon cards. Yeah, exactly. To people and just trying to explain that no, it's called Technomon. It's cool. The numbers um, are very high because it's yeah, epic. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this is level ninety nine. It's cool. Um, <laughs> I do, I do, well, the one thing I will say, if you're if you the one thing that I agree with children on is that like it is best to have like higher numbers on things. That is cooler. Like if you I, I've told you about my adventure game book that I made. Have no, I told you about was, that? Maybe. It was this is remember. my you, you remember the like Death Trap Dungeon and all that. Yeah. You know, the adventure game books, right? As um, what was the lad? Steve Jackson. Jackson and Livingston. Yeah, Ian Livingston. Yeah, Ian Livingston. Um, yeah, I'm, I remember like I made an adventure game book where I just I basically made it in like one afternoon. So the writing is just me like trying yes. to write every single thing as quickly as possible. I showed it to Kat actually because I think I've st- my, it's still at my mum's. Um, well, I, I took pictures of it and basically it's just like you go into like a cave and then there's you just there's like a fight and it's like yeah. a bat and you're like right you def- you can yeah. probably defeat that it's got all the same rules and it's go to what page you want to go to but basically all the paths just keep converging mm-hmm. and then you basically just end up fighting like every single thing you fight is like exponentially yeah. harder and the, I, I don't know how the like leveling up works in those or because you do have like a game you yeah. have like a character sheet i yeah. think 
but I'm pretty sure that it like just scales based on the weapons you get. I can't remember. I tried to follow the original games like systems, yeah. but I didn't really understand them, and I the simplified engine. them. I was using the same, a similar engine, right? It's like a clone, right? A Doom clone, <laughs> a, a Death Trap dungeon clone. Um, well, actually, the one I liked was uh, what was it? Creature of Havoc was the one I had. It was Death Trap dungeon, Creature of Havoc, and what was the third one? I can't remember. There was one about more about goblins. I think sure. it's like a sort of. Yeah. goblin based themed one anyway and and every single thing you fought it was just like 10 times more difficult <laughs> and by like the fourth yeah. or like fifth it was just like zeros upon zeros yeah. and then i was like actually i can I've, I've now filled up like how many zeros i can write on the page so i started doing it in nines <laughs> and i think that's about as far as i got um, I, I love childhood projects where you because you're a child you're just get very enthusiastic you burn out on your initial enthusiasm. Yeah. And then at the end, it's just like, you know, and then there was an explosion and they all died kind of shit. That's pretty much, yeah. I think, how it... I think at the end, there's, like, a guy you meet and then he, like, betrays you. Yeah. And I think there's a path that I wanted to put in where you don't meet him sure. and then I presumably you can survive. But it's a kind of, like, doing the obvious thing that anyone would do, like, yeah. gets you gets you game over, but, like, you know, 10 impossible battles down the road. And presumably, maybe if you can choose not to speak to him, then you don't have to do any of the battles either. So, but I don't think I did that path. Because, of course, then if you're doing an adventure game book, you're sort of meant to randomize all the numbers of, yes, the, of yeah, the pages. Yeah. But if you're writing it as a child. If you're doing it as a child, you're, you're just. It in order. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I got very confused. Like, go, yeah. to, go, go to number four, but now I'm on two, and then I have to put a three in later on. I don't know. It was that kind of thing. That's good fun. But that's all I had access to, really, when it came to making games, I think, at yeah. the time. It was that and... Um, days before Game Maker. It was, that was about before three Game months Maker's before I got hold of Game Maker. Yeah. <laughs> and then at that point, the whole adventure game book thing yeah. fell by the wayside, unfortunately. Yeah. I could have been a DM, you know? <laughs> but in the end, I was, I was making little bouncing ball. I was making Zelda clones <laughs> where I'd download all the sprite sheets of A Link to the Past and That's then spend hours like cropping all the sprites yeah. so they'd line up. And then, and then, and I, you'd end up with a thing where you could walk around, and there was collision detection, and then no gameplay because that was the amount of time it took me to do that, and I got bored of it. I still got it on a floppy disk somewhere, probably. Delightful. Do you have anything that can? Um, oh, that's a stupid question. Of course you do. Um, I can probably, maybe I can try. And, me and me and my friend were going to make a Zelda fan game called War in Hyrule. And it was basically just like, it would be like, this was like when, I think this was around the same time that like Lord of the Rings was coming out. Yeah. Maybe Star Wars Episode 2 was coming out. Yeah. So me and my friends were all thinking like, the new Zelda game, it's got to be like, it's got to be have like as many things on the, it, yeah. like George Lucas, exactly. he just wants. And what's funny is when they made Twilight Princess, it's basically just like a Lord of the Rings type yeah. of thing. So they were all thinking the yeah. same. They were like, the, whatever these kids are that are now like they're you know, what 11 and they're like i'm not a 10 year old i'm not into some baby wind waker game i want to play furry link yeah well yeah well, no is it exactly well we didn't even know about furry link at that time what we wanted was to we wanted wargs yeah. right we wanted warg riders yeah. which is what they put in in the zelda game after that I so I, I, I know i played twilight princess at some point i think I played it was a wii launch title actually. right it was a, it was a yeah game yeah game yeah too. and he's different handed he's left handed i'm like sure normal. we've had this conversation in the, in the, this, in this is the third time, time we've had this yeah yeah this is very like because he's canonically he's left-handed yeah. right because most people so actually the gamecube yeah. version is the canonical one sure. but then most people are right-handed they should let you flip it really but they yeah, don't i think it was because they actually i think had to write some script just to flip in although no i doubt they flipped all the assets they pretty just like the projection of the, where it 
funny does the screen space space project projection yeah. of all the polygons they just set like minus one instead of one and then it yeah and then just flip the control scheme so yeah. that's probably what they did it's fair enough. if you worked at nintendo if your uncle worked at nintendo <laughs> let us know if that's what it was uh, anyway pause. no pause YouTube video that was by like a VFX guy, you know. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I've been been in the VFX for ten years or something. Yeah. And he was basically just doing the the, the the breakdown on why is it that the Star Wars prequels look like a video game. Yeah. That was the video, and it was basically just like, yeah, if you actually look at that CG Yoda, his like face, the the bump mapping on his face, mm. like the normal mapping or whatever, mm. is all right, like resolution yeah. wise. Uh, but if you look at the actual color map of his face, like the actual texture map of, of, of the sort of green of CG Yoda, you can kind of see that it kind of has that Nintendo 64 kind of stretched low quality. Yeah. And the bump mapping specifically, if you look at it in HD, you can actually see like little jaggies, like individual pixels. If you actually zoom in and look at his cheeks yeah. and things, you we, can kind of see where they've just kind of, we were, you know. For, for some reason, the other day, someone was around and we had Monsters, Inc. on. Mm. And, like, that's one where I was looking at it. I was just like, man, this looks worse than I remember it. Like, cause, I like, genuinely you know, haven't seen that since I was Oh, a, no, me, me What year did that come out? 2002 or something? Something like that, yeah. And, like, you remember being a kid and thinking, this looks like, it's it's magic. Like, you can know it's, they had it's fur, animated. Which obviously. was very, yeah. that was the, the fur, But, like, so much of it was just, like, Man, this really is a bit ropey, isn't it? Like, this, this, is it, you know, the, 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 you can see which textures they skimped on, like, mm. you know. And you know, I, I remember this looking in action. Fuck knows what it's like if I went back to Toy Story or something now. It probably looks like dog I shit. I feel like Toy Story is almost so far back that it, it becomes yeah. charming again sure, because it yeah, has that, yeah. like, early CG kind of plasticiness, which there was yeah. almost what they were also, going for. they would made it all, like, fucking toys who yeah. do look a bit like... There's one, there's one shot in the CG... I don't know if it's actually, <laughs> you know, the CG background for... The bit in is it episode two where they did the little chase thing and it goes through the through the city through Coruscant. Yes, you know, at the beginning. Yes, yes, yes and yes. Like, there's a bit in it where there's like one shot where there's just like some like brick texture that's just like giant. It's basically just like a it's like a building that would be like a hundred feet across, but mm. it, it's got like nine bricks that you can see. <laughs> and you're like either they're just really going with artistic license mm. there and thinking, well, maybe in in you know a long a long time ago in a galaxy far far away bricks were a lot larger yeah. or it's just that someone just thought well that's only going to be in the film for you yeah know. a second going by very quickly yeah gonna but it, or, but then you have to multiply that by the number of people watching it over and over again for, yeah you know, forever right um but yeah there's a lot of things that are like that where you're just thinking they probably just thought well the fact that it's any of this is on screen at all because again that is the thing right it's like the ls maker effect yeah. right the fact that any of this would the, the fact that they're doing this that you're mm. watching it you're like i'm impressed by this it's cool mm. the fact you can make a picture come out of a computer yeah even if it's not a realistic one we all knew that they weren't real mm. we knew that it was cg yeah and we were it was cool that it looked like that even if it didn't look realistic we we're like well it's cg we know that but we're using our, our we use the yeah. theatre of the mind, right? But there's there's like a real floating tolerance for what people accept from that shit. Yeah, I feel it's like, like it's gone you know, really way down, and yeah. maybe that's not good. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, well, like because you know, when you, if you look at like sort of nineties like 
stuff where they started introducing CG to like television or whatever. Mm. You watch like Babylon Five or something like that. Yeah, Some yeah real yeah. fucking N sixty four graphics in that shit. But like, I think you that was done of... on like Lightwave on an Amiga. Probably, I think. yeah, it's one of those ones. But like, like a, a video toaster kind of you... era. Yeah, it was thing. very very video toaster. But you almost don't really care. Not I was talking about that do- would, Doctor because... Who website that I used to look at when I was a kid. And yeah. It was like one of the only Doctor Who websites that had like a lot of screenshots. Sure. And the reason it had like a lot of actual screen grabs from the show is that like the guy that ran it had like an Amiga with a video toaster and sure. could run a VHS yeah. into it and yeah. then just it like upload yeah. them onto as as JPEGs. And that was like amazing technology. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like whenever it was the site, it was the TARDIS databanks, I think. Yes. But which, which was, yeah. I think most of the pages on it were like last modified 95. <laughs> Even in like 2000, it was yeah. like, it was like the old site. You know? I like, I like those sorts of like, you know, the, 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 the leftover, like sort of, you know, was that the one where it had like the guy's opinion on on like what the episodes were like on the I'm sure well. yeah I'm sure there was, there, there was one that was like it was funny because it was like it would have the episode synopsis and at the bottom it would be like this guy the guy who runs it's like take on it or whatever yeah and he got very catty when it came to like the books or whatever because loads of the books were written by people <laughs> in the fan community and it was just like well so and so was like this to me yeah that change. that like classic yeah. like you can tell he's been going to Doctor Who conventions yeah. since like 1983 yeah and so for him it's all like some big like weird feud between him and a yeah. bunch of other fans yeah exactly and like you know expressed th- through like like gifts that he's made with video toaster <laughs> but like which is you know the best use of that sort yeah, of technology yeah, yeah. really but yeah you know like the, the sort of the tolerance that people have for things because like it's i think a lot of it's about expectation setting right which is like you know if you are doing something that looks kind of like shit or not shit necessarily but like something that has so like you can do low res you know you can make uh beautiful pixel art more mm. easily than you can make beautiful like sort of full fat 3d render you know like sort of really really like we've talked about this in terms of like the lo-fi yeah uh it gives you a bit of leeway right yeah you record something onto really like scratchy kind of tape sound and it's like it or it just kind of gives a little patina that makes something seem you're priming you know priming the listener reader watch of you or whatever it is to be like oh okay this is a bit a bit like this it's whereas if you're attempting to execute a high res yeah, fully realistic thing, and you don't match yeah. up to it, then you just if it's you're just trying kind of a to failure, be, if right? you're trying to be like Steely Dan, I'm going to produce the fuck yeah, out yeah. Of this kind of like. Well, and that's why it know. took them so long to make their records because mm. they were Steely Dan, and yeah. so they felt that they had to live up to their own yeah, uh, you know what people thought of them. But like, so then if you were listening to yeah. Steely Dan and there's like a little beat that's out, yeah. you're like, they're, they're so terrified of that they invented the first drum machine just because <laughs> the first, you know, like, digital I, drum machine. I really like it when people invent things to, like, like just because how, of their kind yeah, of like, neuroticism. Yeah. Like, like how, or, or like where things get invented because someone wanted to do something specific. Like, like that, they, they were just like, we were able to make that new Beatles track because when he was making Let It Be, Peter Jackson yeah. had to invent this thing to fucking do Song Exploder to all the songs or whatever. Um, and yeah. so, so we were able to use that to like recreate the thing. Um, but yeah, the, no, the um, sorry, not let it be. Yeah, get back. Get, yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, but yeah, you know, the, 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 with 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 like, I guess it's easy to think about with games because like with you don't really have this with like text. You can't really be primed yeah. to be like, you know, hey, this is like... Gonna Although, be like I don't shit. know, though. Would you not think that Homestuck does this with, like, all the typing quirks and the, the format of it? I guess, but you're still not... There's still no point at which you're going to be like, I'm going to accept this being, like, written in a manner that is, like... Like, the the, the, mm. the sort of... The, I guess maybe you could say that, like, the surface level of it in as much as, like, you know, the typing quirks and, like, the 
deliberately shit. Like, well, the, the, the character written, <laughs> yeah, the characters being. Well, that's written, what I mean. Like writing in the voice yeah. of another character. But that's that's sort of almost like different because that's like that is the portrayal. Yeah. Right? You know, whereas like you, you if you if you were like if well, the writing was like entire thing is so natural to writing that yeah. we don't even recognize it as such. <sighs> yeah. I the just, idea of writing yeah. a certain voice with a certain perspective, mm. conditioning how you yeah. feel about it. Either that is the you know thing. Well, that is basically yeah. the art because, of writing. But, but, anyway, I was going to say that's the thing because the writing is so close because like the output is like if I wrote it's something very close like a piece to the of painting paper, of the thing, then that yeah. would be I could just hand that to you and that would be the thing that'd be the thing that you know written. whereas like and I guess you could maybe make some argument as to like the sort of the visual stuff with like you know like you know I'm not to uh, discredit the you know the wonderful art of comics lettering you know if you're like doing hmm. sort of the 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 sound effects or whatever it is you could do a little bit of stuff with that but that's almost more like moving into visual using yeah. this like visual treatments of the letters yeah um, but and then you have like sort of representative art or you know comics if you string them together in, in 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 sequential ways where it's like you do have things where you're like you can be more abstract or less abstract but you can also just draw like shit um yeah and, you know if you're randall monroe then that works out very well for you financially um and then you do you know this the, the same with music but like the more things that you do the more things that you've got to like correctly like prime your uh, consumer for accepting the level you have to, of the you, thing yeah, you have to have like a ceiling somewhere you have to have some kind of like there has to be like a glass case on the front of yeah. the thing that you're making so that, that it doesn't get come through you know mm. like the idea that like we're all accepting that it's a video game and therefore it's not going to look like real life right yes. that is something which people have gradually been accepting less and less yeah. Yeah, and yeah. as a result that you know you, it's not possible to make a video game anymore yeah no one has really made a video game anymore yeah. and like the only way it's can, too expensive yeah, only, to for anyone to make the one. only way that you can like push out of that is either by like going deliberately low res if you're an indie game or whatever mm. or like expanding in different directions or creating like sort of additional artificial because like it's yeah you're right it's like the thing of you know oh i've bought a lovely i can't remember who which fucking philosopher it is but you know i've bought this lovely silk smoking jacket it's worth like 10 times any of my other clothes now every thing else in my house looks and feels like shit yeah, yeah i've got yeah. this nice thing so you can't have it so that it's like you know the graphics are cranked to a million but like the sound sounds like it was recorded in a beer yeah yeah well, like, that's, because, that's always the yeah. that's the classic thing with youtube videos of how yeah. it like yeah. everybody that wanted to become a youtuber in the 2010s got like the most amazing camera and then just yeah. didn't think about their sound yeah and so everyone still looked like shit and it was yeah. more noticeable because if you're looking at someone's webcam you're yeah. like well this is just some guy that's got a webcam yeah. who cares you know he's, yeah i'm gonna listen to what he's got to say because he's just some guy talking to a webcam or whatever whatever but then you get like a really high-res video with really shit sound and then it just becomes completely incongruous yeah right? and it's it, that's funny at that point yeah yeah but like i mean i argue maybe you could say this is why other than the fact that it's like artless hack okay that's unfair other mm. than the fact that it's like you know it's sort of uh just kind of I'm trying to not to be mean, but you know those like the people who do just like epic special effects videos, like fucking, mm. where they're just like, I am a VFX person or whatever, and I've done this video where it's like you know, epic like video games in real life shit. Yeah, or whatever. and it's yeah, just like yeah. it's fucking childish, um, uninteresting bollocks if you're not a teenager. But like, yeah. part of the reason for that, obviously, other than the the, the obvious fact, uh, is the fact that it's like it? you know, what was it Ultra sixty four? What were they called? Mega what were those Mega sixty four. They were doing practical effects. You see, yeah, no, no. They, so they, that was yeah. They put in the hustle. They put in the hustle. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. But like you know, if you've got this 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 incongruity where it's just like these effects are like good, but they're married to like the most childish ass. Like you know, there's no plot to this. Like well, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because like yeah. you know, it's fair enough. It's just an effects demo. But like a lot of them try to make it into actual like 
actual mm. shit. Yeah. And, you know, that's just like... Or, like, with the... I mean, I've Well, not, it's just... It's, yeah. it's, it, the sense of, like, taste being mm. worth a lot more of, like... If, if you, like, add up all of the technical accomplishments that you're actually going to need to do something, mm. they actually pale in comparison to just having good taste if you actually yeah. want to, like, make the thing convincing, relatable, meaningful, you know, good quality, right? It's all... Exactly. It's essentially just like, well, I can animate some bomb blowing up and um, show all the thing because this is the thing a lot of those early cg things hmm. whether they worked or not was entirely based on whether they had taste to them right yeah you animate something thing where something explodes and you see like stuff flying out of it and that can work or not not depending on whether the things flying out of the explosion are like high res but just based on whether it would seem appropriate to actually have yeah. that in a story like you have some horrible thing happens and then the thing blows up and it's like slightly gratuitous and almost it being more detailed makes it worse and so yeah and the vfx people are like but we put so much detail into the explosion and it's just like inappropriate given the given the context yeah right? you're, you're trying it's not it's not understanding the brief right yeah it's like the brief is to make this like work and yeah. what you've done you might is just make it to not more. actually even show it on screen yeah right? which but, is often better yeah but yeah, you know the, the, the sort of the the. the... Me and Cat were watching the Chernobyl thing again. Because sure, we wa- yeah. I, we're not going to go over it again because it was only six yeah. months ago I watched it. But no, it was spooky season, so sure. like, we're going to watch yeah, the yeah. Chernobyl, and that we watched it. And the thing that, as I said before, it struck me in that is that it does have a lot of things where it does just straight up show you the thing directly. Yeah. But it only really does that sort of thing a few times, yeah. right? Like there's like the bits where you see, obviously, like the the, the people that have been affected by the mm. the explosion and their skin burnt off and stuff is obviously quite horrific, right? But just things like the when they look into the core of the reactor right yeah. you see maybe two shots of just the exposed reactor core yeah but because when you see it when you do you're like right that's what's left of the reactor yeah and also they do convey through all of the other contextual shots around that like yeah. money shot of the reactor yeah, yeah, yeah. that if you were there standing there and yeah. seeing that then you're dead yeah if you if you ever saw this thing the reason we don't have any photos of it like this is because yeah, yeah, anyone yeah. that would have taken a photo would be dead right mm. um and like you know you see the reactor exploding in the yeah. background but they do it in a tasteful way where it's sure, like really yeah. far away. Yeah. And uh, also they even include a little delay where, where the sound takes a few seconds because they're a couple of kilometers away, yeah. right? There's little things like that that are like, I don't know if that counts as gratuitously realistic because mm. of the idea of like, well, they don't even line up the, <laughs> the sound with the picture because it's more realistic mm. that when you see an explosion, there's a delay when the sound arrives or whatever. Like you could argue that maybe making it that realistic is a form of, of, making it so realistic that it's 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 slightly gratuitous but for me that i draw the line you know before well, uh, that it's, it's one of those um, things where, like you could say like it's not like they're trying to do like you know chernobyl reality simulated ticket you know they didn't yeah. like they, they, they're doing it because it's like well, you well know, they're not doing reason, some like, like shaky cam yeah 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 footage <laughs> thing yeah do you know what i mean it's yeah, like yeah, a michael yeah, bay yeah. thing yeah. <laughs> like like imagine the the, the, the sort of the, the 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 chernobyl version where they're just like whoa yeah yeah whoa. the camera starts yeah no yeah. That, 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 that that would be very strange um but that yeah, was a like kind of a... hyper-reality thing. Mm. That, and that, again, yeah. was a style that you saw in the 2000s when that CG thing, it was all about making the um, things that were dramatic and emotional mm. more so by creating a kind of hyper-real melodrama yeah. out of the the like the elements the brick the bricks and the, the the directing and how things would actually be put together, right, was, like, all about creating that. I think there was a... What was it? It's just back when I was um, look. Uh, I, did, did we talk about this? Maybe I was talking to Bassi about this, which is when me and Bassi were both around nine eleven, right? Yeah. We were, we were watching a lot of nine eleven content, right? We talked about this on the podcast. But there's one thing I got recommended, which was the the trailer for the it's the Nick the film with Nick Cage in, where he's like a firefighter or something. It's like it's called like 
September 11th. It's called something sure, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like made in 2005 or something like that, right? Yeah. And it does have like a shot of when the towers fall down, but it's mm-hmm. from the perspective of, you know, he's in the he's in the towers and it all, but it all goes into slow motion and it's all this Yo, like shit. Yeah. And it's all like, yeah. <laughs> like, and it's very much like, even at the time, I think maybe it would have been seen as a little bit much. But then I looked at the Wikipedia thing and it was like, no, they really praise special effects. <laughs> and I think maybe it's just that we do prefer things to be a bit less. Because mm-hmm. maybe back then it was like having extremely involved special effects and extremely involved mm-hmm. complicated shots mm-hmm. was prestige. Yeah. In a way that it maybe isn't quite now. Yeah. Like now it's like how big is the like film that you're using mm. like are the pictures that are being photographed number one going on to a piece of film and yeah. number two how big is that film how wide is it and that makes it prestige right like how big are the lenses do the lenses well, weigh the same as a dog there was, there was do the lenses <laughs> weigh the same as a man there was something that someone said the other day that i thought was quite interesting about um what what it is you, if you look at like what it is that is 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 valued by like businesses in their like how they sell themselves like corporate identity or whatever you know yeah. look at the stuff on their website it's like what did what was seen as like sort of high, it's indicative of like we're you know big shit yeah. high value prestige whatever. yeah design so you know you have like photos for a while and then you've got like well you know like stock photos they're kind of like easy to come by so you know we'll do this sort of do like you remember the stock photo of the woman with the headset <laughs> yes everyone yes. remembers that right I, I yeah, don't think no. it's actually a meme, but I think everyone remembers it. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a true, it's a meme in the truest sense. I reckon say, that that person will be will make a return as an AI character. <laughs> They'll just put the one lady. photo, that yeah. one stock, that low, low res stock photo, yeah. and then it will be created as yeah. a character. You'll we'll be make, to make to. a whole world out of that. Yeah, the world of headset lady. Yeah, headset lady. Um, yeah, she needs a name. She's like headset Mary or something. Because <laughs> it's like typhoid. The headset Marys. Well, that was a noughties thing, having a headset when you're on stage as a band. It was like a Britney Spears thing. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know who started it. Probably Michael Jackson started it in, like, 1980, you know. I remember once uh, a, a vicar at a church I was at had one of those little headphones on, and he's like, I'm not about to start dancing like Britney Spears. That was quite a funny joke. That, that does was seem a, like you need, good a, need a very big church yeah. for that, yeah. really, you know. No, it was it was literally lights. just, like, the, the usual lap mic that he had had broken. <laughs> so <laughs> he was, you know, but, like... Um, yeah, so so you, so you sort of had this like thing of like you use different things to indicate. So like you had that globo homo style, which was like for a while that was you know prestige because you could you know that it was like you know you needed someone to draw the shit for you. But then yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. you know oh it turns out you can get that really easy in Fiverr, and so they started to do like three D modeling stuff maybe, and it was like that sort of weird three D art style. Now that's really easy to generate with AI. So you're sort of like you know where is it going to land next? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Sort of what, what is, is the it thing that, yeah. that is, is essentially a kind of proof of yeah. work? System, exactly. Right? Yeah, but ultimately you, it comes back to the same problem that you mentioned, which is like it's all kind of gated by taste. Yeah, and it's like you can't like. You know, you can't just well, like... Also, you get this yeah. thing of like, that eventually when something becomes sufficiently passe, then there isn't the skill, the technology available anymore to do it. Yeah. And then it becomes like, that's one of the reasons that like retro things become yeah. retro again, right? The idea that like, well, anyone in there, ev- every single recording studio has got a Studer A80 tape recorder in it if it's, yeah. you know, a proper recording studio. And so if you make a you make a recording in 1975, it'll yeah. probably be on a Studer A80. Yeah. And then by like the 2000s, it's like everyone's gone to digital. And so yeah. just having that normal bit of studio equipment is like a massive prestige thing. And it's like, no, that's the old way that things used to be made. You yeah, know? exactly. Let alone someone that knows how to operate it or someone that knows how to operate it well rather than just, you know, making recordings that sound like shit. And I do think you'll probably see that again with like, you know, low, low things that we consider like low quality or like yeah. not 
really prestigious eventually like after 20 years of them becoming like kind of passe no one knows how to do it anymore and so yeah. then when someone digs it up as an ironic retro thing if they can do it well then it yeah. becomes valuable and then it becomes the new thing and it isn't it doesn't just become the new thing in an ironic way then because yeah. it does actually have a proof of work behind yeah. it because if the only people that can still shoot film you know mm. on their cameras have to pay loads of money to do it and have to learn how to do it then suddenly it becomes like a a thing i don't know yeah no absolutely and of course it depends how easily can you fake that using later yeah. technologies is the other the other factor you know but like hipstermatic yeah or whatever. but obviously like a lot of the, the thing is for those people it's like they're not doing it for like the you know for the clout or whatever as much yeah. as they are doing it for the well i mean partly maybe but like they're doing it for the result that you get doing this thing in a certain way you know they're yeah. like you know again it's the sort of but the people that are hiring yeah. them aren't aren't looking for the result they're looking for the clout right sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're looking for second they're looking to import some clout from yeah. someone else's art style or whatever mm. it is you know yeah and i guess i guess like it's very again you know obviously at that point you're just like well you know you can't really see, you know people, people mm. want that people want the vibe of the thing which is why i guess you've just got to like you know try and resist your you know organized stuff to resist that sort of like moppish like hanger on bull- mm. bullshit like because ultimately so many so much of the time the problem is like that those people are you just need to like make sure that you need to do some gating of your own and keep those people the fuck out um <laughs> like you know I, I, I and that at that at that point i guess it's just like a lot of it is like but can you ever yeah. really stop that cycle from happening though no like, i think that is just it's almost like a natural yeah. thing at this stage like, yeah eventually do things just become kind of exploited by the mainstream mm-hmm. thing i mean it happens a lot quicker now maybe that's the issue maybe yeah. there needs to be more of an effort yeah. to fight it knowing that you can't fight it forever but fighting it for at least a bit still creates some degree of value yeah. I, if you can extend yeah. the amount of time that a thing can be around without fully just turning into just derivative mm-hmm. sludge yeah even if it means it will turn into sludge at some point if you can just have a few more years of productive interesting culture out of an idea mm-hmm. maybe yeah yeah like i, I you should I and mean, that's the, the the obvious thing and the thing that i think everybody i i say I, whenever i say everybody what i mean is me uh the thing that i often like sort of find it difficult to get in the frame of is just like uh you know in the words of francis circuit at the beginning of house of cards nothing lasts forever as he's like <laughs> fondling a picture of maggie thatcher um like you know but like there's never any like you never win anything really like things yeah. like this are always just like fucking fighting the tide but you can at least do it for a bit you know and like do it for your bit of the thing mm. um you know just trying to make sure that things are as real as they can be for for you and for the thing that you do uh, for the things that you do, you know, if you, you do more than one thing, like that's a, it's a, yeah. You, I mean, I, I I guess it's a lot of it. A lot of these things are just driven by a sense of insecurity of not being up to date or mm. not being, because I often think about that, like a lot of the music I find the most rewarding to kind of engage with is music by people who have kind of just done that sort of music for a very long time. Mm. And that's just sort of the thing that they do. Yeah. And at some point they did it for the first time, but now they very much sort of settled into kind of like, it's just become a kind of constant thing. Yeah. And then it becomes this kind of thing where they've really perfected who they are and what they're mm. trying to achieve. And then they're just, and because obviously there's a tension between that and just getting stale, right? Mm. But a lot of the time I find it's like, if someone isn't necessarily trying to chase like a trend, yeah. if they're just trying to make something that comes kind of more naturally, that can be an extremely valuable thing, even if it isn't valued that much by like the market or it's not mm. valued that much by, you know, it isn't as influential as it would have been, right? Mm. It doesn't connect to all these other things culturally and socially, but it's still like very valuable in its like its own example of itself. And as time's gone on, it might just be getting older. I've mm. got more into that. Yeah. Kind of, the kind of media which is essentially just not not attempting to create something 
that's fully a response to or meant to be placed in the context of its time but yeah. just create a thing that is like a product of its yeah. time because everything is yeah but it's also just a product of everything that the yeah. person that's made it's, it has been it's, exposed it's not to. like it's... self-consciously more yeah. I've, I've been what's interesting is that i've been i've been sort of like um trying to read more like for 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 projects i'm considering i've been trying to look at like reading a little bit more like older science fiction mm. and what's interesting is like <clears throat> there are some things that and you know the question of like what is timeless media is something that you know people love to ask on about but yeah. like a lot of the time you're like looking at stuff and you're just like this thing like take philip k dick or whatever right you read yeah. something like uh ubic or whatever and you've got the thing where it's just like everything is i think it's ubic where everything is like coin operated or whatever like you can't open the door unless he puts a fucking coin yeah yeah it's yeah. like it's quite funny and obviously it's like there's a degree of like retroness to it in terms of like the mechanisms or whatever but like yeah. obvi- it's obviously not really like as meant to be as literalized as that like it's yeah, the idea it's a symbol of like that's yeah, meant to... yeah the idea it was, of it was the symbol you'd use when he wrote it yeah right? exactly and it's like it's clear that this is like a an idea that is passed through the sort of filter of it being written in the 60s or whenever it yeah, was yeah. he wrote it, right? Which is the things worked in the way that they did at the time because that was the way that things worked at the time. Hmm. But you read other things sometimes and you're just like, this this thing isn't like, it's not like, not that the things have to be representational or whatever, but like, it's not like this thing is standing in for something. This is just the thing that you're talking about. Yeah. And it's like, it, it kind of means that there's a, it, you know, it sort of ages quick. And some, you know, sometimes that yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, because I suppose if it's like, like yeah. the, the whole plot is contingent on a particular technology yeah. which is then superseded right the idea of of, of you know gating something yeah. by by payment is obviously like as old as as old as payment right? yeah but the, the idea of like oh what if there was a particular type of propulsion technology that had just been invented for a spaceship and then this created this thing and then it's yeah. like and then in real life catches up with this with the yeah. sci-fi and it becomes and, yeah it becomes but like right? some some of that sort of stuff can be fun like some if it's like but you, I, I guess this it's kind of like the weird space between because like if it's if you're like leaning into very hard sci-fi hmm. then that can be interesting because it's like I don't know, like, in the same way that, like, reading physics textbooks is interesting. It's just like, yeah. what if we gave a physics textbook a story as well? Yeah. But, like... Well, it's about, it's about systems, really. Yeah, it's about exactly. learning yeah, yeah, the yeah. world system. It's like a yeah. magic system in a, not in a fantasy novel. Yeah. It's the same but kind of thing. It, it's sort of like, it's not really doing the same thing as some of the other things in as much as, like, it's it's just doing a lot of stuff with, like, yeah, re, re, ideally, with reality. Mm. But, like, you get that sort of weird thing where there's there's stuff where it's not... Like, it's clearly a lot more located i'm trying to think of an example of this mm. but it's like i think william gibson does this st- stuff where it's like actually a lot of his stuff is is fairly like verisimilitudinous in a way that still feels quite modern like his description of camden in pattern recognition a novel from i want to say the early 2000s still feels pretty like mm. on point i mean i've not been to camden in a few years but it still did i feel like camden know. is perpetually like yeah. 2008 yeah <laughs> like, and, and it was actually ahead of its time by being mm. 2008 and say 1998 yeah but now it's just still 2008 whenever i go yeah. there yeah, but like even some of the fashions are the same. Yeah, no, it it, it is it's, it's got that it's 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 some degree of like you know that thing of like it like converges sort of back to hipster. Yeah, but also a little bit new rave in a way that like is almost eternal. Cyberdog shit. Yeah, the cyberdog shit has just can always be like every few years dug out as a kind of no, it's like a zoomer thing. Yeah, <laughs> but when it's just like well, this is like what you wear if you're very young and you go to parties a lot. <sighs> Do you remember there used to be a cyberdog in the fucking North Lane? I did. Oh, I hated that shop. I used to like, go in there all the time and yeah. just be like, this is really weird. It's really yeah. dark and really loud. 
and I, no, no, he, like, I it's really fun, empty yeah. and everything in here is really expensive I, I gave me I've a, only been yeah. into the Camden Cyberdog once it's but I've been into the, the, the Brighton out. one when it existed yeah. all the time because I was always just like trying to figure it out yeah. like what it was and then it shot and, and you were the just Camden like oh the Camden one makes more sense it's still the Camden yeah. one's still there yeah, 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 yeah. it makes more sense in Camden I don't know why it might be the layout or maybe it's just because everything's a bit weird. People anyway. actually shot there. I know. Yeah, because <laughs> like, well, it's like, in the market. Yeah, right? it's it, yeah. It, I, I, Is it in the market? In the vicinity of the market. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, there's people milling around. The um, like you, you, you sort of your your degree. Yeah, the degree to which it's like, and it's not. You know, you can do stories about about a time that are not necessarily like quote unquote. That you know don't have to be like timeless like, like timelessness isn't like a superlative virtue or whatever but like yeah. being too like or and even like sort of you know representation because like I, I can think about like you know sort of crime books from like the the, the 50s or whatever that are like often about like you know sort of the mechanics of doing crime in the 50s or whatever it's just yeah, like yeah, you know yeah, yeah. And that, those can be tremendously entertaining and still hold up because it's just like it's just interesting reading it's that it's amazing shit. how much like mm. the, the mechanics of a lot of like american mm media from the from the 20th century are about like the mechanics of a car yeah like literally like the brake lines were cut or yeah. this thing went wrong on the car which is a really important part of the thing mm. you can tell that everyone was really having this kind of like we're going to go on the interstate type mm. of life at the time that was like the main thing yeah for what everyone yeah. was in the back of their minds was to do with cars right exactly and it was and then, and then you're, you're you're a lot of stuff ends up revolving around like not just them but their inner work or the getaway driver people and the, understood the heist you can know. be expected to yeah, yeah. Like, mm. like I guess I guess you know sort of with all that, then you you sort of have the the other side of it, which is just like I'm trying, I'm trying to think exactly what it is I mean by this. But like things that are almost like they're they're dated because they're not you know that that they've got something about them that feels like. Well, often it's when there's like the concern of the whatever the the, mm. the sort of present concern of what yeah. people were thinking about, right? Like I always think about like the Wicker Man, right? Mm. The original one, how yeah. it's basically just kind of like a, it's almost like a kind of just about fear of hippies, yeah. right? Or like there's a lot of things where you get like a a film will come out and you'll be like, right, that was just made because of that was kind of a not really topical in the mm. sense of that that month or that you yeah. know that season or something were in the air, that. but like that sort yeah. of decade was mm. this was one of the big themes the idea that everyone was going to clockwork orange kind of has this mm. to a degree right the idea that there was a kind of like a sense of like this is where where things were going and if you, <coughs> it's like the idea that if you ever tried to make the new thing that's going to be the thing that ages quickest because you're mm. you're only able to project based on the newest things mm. that you know it's almost like if you if you try to build into the future and imagine extrapolate something into the future uh, and and you use the kind of cutting edge as a base for that. The problem with a cutting edge is it dulls very yeah. quickly, and it isn't a good. You know what? You don't you don't build your house at the mm. the coastline that may just completely erode, right? You want to sort of build your you want to do some fucking Lindy on it, right? Mm. Some bathtub curve shit where yeah. you basically well, if you're going to project something far into the future, it probably is a bit more stable ground to project something a trend that started in the '90s into the 2050s than it is to like project the trend from this year mm. like the fact that like you know large language models have been around mm. for a year and then everyone's saying well in 30 years it's going to be this and it's like well maybe look at like the last 10 years of, mm. of or, or 20 years of yeah. ai and use that as the basis for your trend line rather than like yeah. you know although there's the other thing which is if something's going exponential then you probably might want to be closer to the to the edge yeah i don't know do you do something in between yeah 
Give Most things go. aren't exponential, though. No. Most things start exponential, then just go linear. Did I? And then, yeah. and then go. There was something lo- that I logarithmic. Was, I was going to send you, and I can't remember whether I did or not. It was some guy. It was a guy who was basically saying, like, you know. People always talk about scale, but they've forgotten that most things don't fucking need to scale in software. Like, like yeah. there's so many things where it's like, you don't actually need to scale this. It's fine to just build this small scale and you can just build it. And it sort of played into that thing that you say about like, you know, you don't need to make this as general as possible. Just yeah. build a thing that works for the situation. Build the actual Fuck, thing. Fuck, yeah. build the actual thing. Like, I think that you know. is that the idea of, of, of software, the promise of software is that in theory, because it's, <laughs> it's kind of the closest that you can get to math Mm. math to, uh, you know when you're doing engineering and it's like mm. just, just trying to get engineering more and more like a mathematical mm. thing because if you can make it more and more like a mathematical thing then it can be generalizable and can mm. it can become a, a theory of the universe right but the idea that like how you process credit cards or something could become like a universal like law which yeah. you can work out you know that there are a series of constants about credit card payments so, mm. I mean that's effectively what cryptocurrency was right it was an attempt to kind of create this like mathematically backed theory of how like Mm. essentially agents you know behave in a game theory scenario right and then back a currency with it Mm. but like that i mean i um whether you think that crypto works or not i suppose that's a rare example of something that at least had some degree of success within the Mm. kind of people that it had success with right but like almost everything is like that and Mm. most things are way less successful even than cryptocurrency at trying to do that because when these kind of people apply themselves generally like that they'll find that there is no general solution Mm. because everything is 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 an endless uh series of of um you know what do you call them like special cases yeah. right well like lots of finance is basically like this in as much as it's people like I think Tom was talking about this the other day which is like if you read Matt Levine enough you get the impression that like loads of like sort of big finance stuff is basically like people who are very good at maths bumping mm. up against like the social bounds that a maths is put under in these systems yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like can you make this thing do that yes but the SEC will not like you for it and I you suppose know. yeah maybe that that's why the, the kind of things that he writes about are like dramatically interesting Mm. like on a level of like this is an interesting Mm. story because it is like Mm. like all great stories about taking people that are that are skilled at something and then Mm. putting them in a situation they can't deal with right Mm. like you've got some space marines but now there's an evil alien (laughs) it's like the evil alien is the sec or whatever yeah yeah but it's like (laughs) the the protagonist is sam bankman free yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) the the protagonist is the u.s justice system yeah (laughs) you do you do massive fraud and you get oh dear yeah fuck is it all right if we call it my yeah. i started to develop a headache yeah i I'm actually very, had sorry, a headache gang. all of yesterday and it's only just yeah. i woke up without it today so i'm like yeah. i'm glad that's yeah it's, it's headache season yeah. um if you're developing a headache after hearing all of that then i'm i we apologize uh good night folks keep it real folks